Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Well, you might think I'm crazy when I give you this score. The Coyotes are up 4-3 on the Senators with 5-13 left in the third. Coyotes trying to snap a 14-game winless skid. 0-12-2 during that time. 3.45 to go. Capitals in control, up 5-2 against the Flyers. Later tonight, Anaheim will be home to New Jersey. How about this start for the Oil Kings? 3-19 left in the first period in Medicine Hat. The Oil Kings lead at 4-1. 4-1 Oil Kings over the Tigers late in the first period. The Raptors trail Golden State 104-91 halfway through the fourth quarter. Curling, ninth end. Two of the three Alberta rinks are playing at the Briar, and it is Slachinski leading Cooey 5-4 in the ninth. Cooey has the hammer. Now tomorrow, the Brendan Botcher rink will get going. The third for that rink. A friend of the show from St. Albert. Welcome back to Inside Sports, Mark Kennedy. Mark, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, Reed. Thanks for having me back, pal. It's been a long time. Yeah, too long. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and I always love talking curling and sports with you. 13th Briar? Is that right? This is number 13 for you? Is that right? I think that... Uh... Man, for some reason, I thought it was 12, but I think you're right. I think it's 13. Yeah. Well, you, it will be. You're officially, I guess you don't get credit for the 13th until you throw a rock tomorrow. Right. Just right. Like, That'll be tomorrow. That's right. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Fair statement. How, does, it, does it feel, do they feel different at the beginning? Like, or, or do, you, do you still cherish every opportunity? How does it feel now? Oh, yeah. Well, I definitely cherish them all. I think um, I remember being a young curler and competing in the briar was a dream so um I've, I've been very lucky i've had lots of wonderful opportunities but each briar is very special in its own right um yeah it's just it's a it's an incredible atmosphere and a an event full of tradition and it kind of makes you feel like a little kid again when you step out on that ice with alberta colors so um definitely i don't take it for granted and uh, looking forward to another opportunity to to try to have a really good week are there still nerves for you at this point? Or maybe you weren't nervous before the first one, though I think you told me once that you were. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there, <laughs> there's, there's still nerves. Um, yeah, it's just it's an electric building and a great atmosphere. And, you know, for me, some of the nerves just come from wanting to perform really well. I think, you know, the difference from when you get to your first briar and you just want to experience it Um and then when you start to have some success, you know, when we won the Briars in 08 and 09, I think uh, the nerves come from some of the expectations as well, right? You want to have a really good week and you want to put yourself in a position to win. So, yes, definitely some nerves, but uh, also very excited. We've, we've put in a lot of work for this one. So looking forward to getting going with my teammates and um, seeing if we can ruffle some feathers this week. 
All right. Well, you got a chance to do that. Um, tell me about playing before I get a little bit to to the qualification and, and how the Briars set up now. Yeah. Uh, like you've played across the country, obviously in a variety of events. It yeah. seems to me there are some cities, and maybe I'm biased here, but perhaps some Western Canadian cities that maybe embrace it a little more. Like, what what is what is Regina like? What's going to be the vibe for the next ten days there? It's going to be amazing. I mean, the prairies is curling country. So when you get to Regina, Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, that's really the heart of curling in this country. So uh, it's going to be a, a, a great building with lots of knowledgeable fans. Uh, we haven't had a, an event here in Regina, I think, since 2018 was the last briar. So they've been itching to have another big one here. It's a perfect building. Um, yeah, you just really get the full-on briar experience when you have a uh, when you have an event here in Saskatchewan and we, you know, we, we've even been out today, practiced at the Highland curling club and went to a couple places. And there's more people here that come up to you and say, good luck. Cause they're all going to be there watching. Uh, you, you don't get that in a lot of cities, especially East of Manitoba. So um, yeah, we feel pretty fortunate to be able to play a briar here. It's going to be pretty spectacular. I think. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I I believe your rink qualified. You'll have to correct me if I got the timing wrong, but I I think it was at the end of last season. So how did that change anything for what you've done this? Like, I know you want to win all the time, but for a lot of these provincial playdowns, sometimes it comes out of one game. You got to be good that weekend. Like, what, what was that like knowing you were in all year? Yeah, it was great. Actually, we it was one of our goals last year was to try to qualify for the Briar, and and the biggest reason being you can really plan your season around it. Um, you know, if if you don't know if you're going to the Briar until having to win the provincial playdowns a couple of weeks before, this way we were able to really plan for it. So um, we knew we would have a big break here between the Red Deer Grand Slam in uh, end of January and the Briar. So we had four and a half weeks, I think, to just practice, train, uh, work on a few things. And, and having known that so long in advance, I think was a great thing for us, you know, and, and we're coming into this event now excited and refreshed and um, knowing we haven't played in a while, but I, I think that um, is, is, is okay for what we were trying to accomplish this year. So it's great. And, and same thing going into next year. I think we may have even qualified already for next year's Briar based on the season that we've had. So um, I think it's a wonderful way to do things and, you know, probably leading into your next question, I think it um, it's good for the provincial playdowns when you can. It, it just going to give some of those younger teams better opportunities to win the Briar when you take your top teams out of provincial playdowns. You know, if you reward them for a great season, you eliminate them from provs, and it gives some younger teams a chance to win provincials. So, I love the format. I think they're definitely moving in the right direction. Well, and this is that's been an ongoing discussion point for us for like literally in the decade we've been doing interviews. Yeah. It <laughs> the, it the take, You're right. Cause there, cause there were some years that I didn't under, quite understand the Briar format. And maybe you might've laughed at me and said, come on, Reed, but I know some no, of the never. audience didn't know either. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. So is this 18 teams now, a couple of pools, every province is represented, but like you said, the other top teams are in. There's been a Team Canada now the last few years as well. Yeah. Is this the best place it's been in a while now in terms of the format and the qualification? Yes, absolutely. It's um, You're right, it's come a long way. There's been lots of changes and there's been a lot of different stakeholders that you've had to try to please in this process you've you and i've talked about this a lot but you have the traditional people that just want the provincial representation they want you to win your province to get there but there's the other stakeholders of teams that say you know we need to have our best teams in the national championship our most consistent teams over the course of the season how do we get those two groups together in an event um you know so now you've got 18 teams now the problem is, well, you can't play a full round robin because that's 17 games. So how do you split it up into pools? How do you get Team Canada in there? I, I think we've got there, and um, the format works really well. Uh, they even made a change this year to, to one of the playoff games. Um, we don't have to get too deep into the weeds, but you know the ability for them to listen and make a couple of changes here and there to to continue to improve the format uh, is is definitely been a good thing. And I think we're in a really good place right now. And you know all you got to do is watch the Scotties last week, and it was yeah, heck, that was that was entertaining, man. It was a great week, and the best team won, um, and it was just really well done. So hopefully we can uh, encore that. Well, I've got I'm, big, big shoes to fill after last week. Well, that the Scotties were incredible and and good for uh, uh, Selena and her ring from Alberta, by the way. But I, I I'm glad to hear you say that about the format because obviously there are a lot of hardcore curling fans. But as you and I both know, there are some people that this is going to be one of two or three curling events they might watch all season. And I don't. I, there's nothing worse for a sport than someone putting on the TV and saying, "I don't know what this game means." I don't know what yeah, the winner yeah. of this game, you know, are they out? Yeah. Are they in? So it's good that the, the format's a little sturdier for sure. All right. I got a couple fun ones for you at the end, uh, at the end here between now and the end of the briar, what is the unhealthiest thing you will consume? Will you allow yourself a pint or some rink fries or anything like that? Reed, I'm eating chocolate covered raisins as we're doing this interview. I do have a bottle of water, but I am munching on chocolate covered raisins. Yeah, I have some, uh, I have some treats in my room, but I'm not so going to tell you the other ones. So that's okay. probably the worst thing I'm going to eat all week. <laughs> that's that's your biggest vice. That's is it. The chocolate yeah. covered raisins. <laughs> you got it. Candy. Oh, okay. So you're a, you're a, you got a bit of a sweet. I have a tooth. sweet tooth. Yeah. yeah, Reed. I don't drink anymore. I haven't. Uh, I haven't drank alcohol in seven years. I think it is now. So. That gives me the opportunity to dive into some other sweet stuff. So yeah, oh, good for you. And my my kids and wife packed or packed me a little uh, goodie package. So when the candy's in front of me, it's just so hard to say no. You know what I mean? Do you have a sweet tooth, Reed? Uh, I, well, there, I'm more of a potato chip guy. Like my teammates have chips too. There's a uh, there's 15 bags of chips upstairs in our team room. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my. That's where you would like, be. 
someone yeah. walks in with baking or a pie or whatever, I'm like, no, I'm I'm fine. But if I hear the rest of a bag of potato chips, I'm like, <laughs> chips. And is their dip handy as well? Are they dippable? Yeah. So that's that's my well, that's my weakness for sure. And that's I will funny. end. I don't know if you ever listen to me and Stoff, but I do the quiz for Stoffer sometimes on the Face Off show. Oh yeah, throw, yeah. Throw a bit I of do. trivia. Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> you know exactly. Goal. A guy's got a mind like a vault. He remembers everything. So I might not be as good as Stoff at this. I'm going to throw one uh, at you. Uh, Alberta rinks have been the most successful at the Briar, uh-huh. with more championships than any other province. Do you know how many times Alberta has won the Briar? Oh, is it 26? It is now 29, my friend. Oh, I'm a couple of years behind. Holy crap! Uh, 29. Uh, so how many does does Manitoba have then? Well, Matt, you're right. Manitoba's second. Alberta and Manitoba have pulled away. Uh, Manitoba's at 27. Oh, Pretty good. 29 to 27. Oh, okay. I was in the ballpark. And Ontario was at 10. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I, now I will always think of you when I see raisins. <laughs> they got to be chocolate covered, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I know it's so busy for you guys this week, but uh, I wish you all the best. Always love having you on the show. Uh, you represent uh, Alberta so well. And uh, Mark, uh, go get another one here, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Reed. I appreciate the time, pal. All the best to you, and we'll uh, we'll chat again when we're done here. Absolutely. Always love talking to Mark Kennedy. He's the third down for the Brendan Botcher rink. Well, they were together last year as well. So their first game is tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow going to be noon Edmonton time, and they're going to be playing Newfoundland and Labrador. And uh, the all Alberta matchup tonight is between Cooey and Slachinski, and it has been a good one. We'll give you the score on that one when we get back. We might have a score change, so I'll just wait to see how the last couple of rocks go. It's Inside Sports on Chet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Hey, Coyotes win. Finally. They've got 14 without one. Coyotes knock off the Senators 5-3 in Ottawa. Meanwhile, the Capitals have beaten the Flyers 5-2. Just one more game in the NHL tonight. It'll be the Devils and the Ducks. The scoreboard updated courtesy Cougar Paint and Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years. So Sluchinski stole in the ninth. Uh, by the way, Gushu uh, going for a third straight. He beat Nova Scotia 7-4. They're shaking hands there. Uh, so Slashinsky leads Cooey 6-4 in the 10th. Cooey has the hammer. Uh, the 10th end, well, there's only eight rocks left, so it should be over by the time we sign off. So I can give you a final for that if uh, you're not at home and able to, to, to tune in. 
780-496-0063. Kellen, how are you doing, sir? Doing great on a Friday night. Just wrapping up the week, uh, chilling, listening to you. Great show. Well, I'm, I'm glad you can chill while you're hard at work. That's <laughs> quite a skill. What do we have coming in today? Oh, we've got messages galore here, so uh, right. I will share them with you. Here we go. Uh, Marfus texts in and says, good evening. I just want to say what a beautiful time of year it is for sports. We have hockey, basketball, curling, and baseball. Great. I enjoy your show from Marfus. And yes, uh, spring training started with the Blue Jays this week, hasn't uh, uh, it, I guess that's one of the age-old debates, your favorite sports month of the year. Um, I, I guess it would be a month either in the spring or in the fall, depending on, on, on what you like. Um, April has the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It has the Masters. As people know, I like watching the golf. It has the beginning of the baseball season. Uh, it'll have the beginning of the NBA playoffs. Uh, April will have usually the final four, uh, but you know March has most of the March Madness tournament. So that's a and then I guess the other one is September or October if you want baseball playoffs or the pennant race or the NFL getting going. Uh, I guess in October, you know hockey and basketball would be starting. I don't know if that's where Marfus was going with that, but it is a good time of year. It is definitely. Uh, Aaron texts in with a prediction. Uh oh. Says Hyman will get 55 this season. That's from Aaron. Well, that'd be incredible. <laughs> I mean, he, he might. He should get 50 given the pace that he's on. Great season. Well deserved. Everybody knows the guy works his butt off, gets to the net, scores difficult goals, intelligent player, works hard. Uh, you, you, I, you, if, if somebody says a, a bad thing about Zach Hyman, I, I'd, I'd be surprised they could defend it. Yeah, he's doing great. Mm-hmm. Richard chimes in and says simply April is his favorite month of the year for watching sports. So there's a vote for April there. See, I would be partial to April because uh, now I, I don't follow NCAA basketball nearly as close as I used to. Um, like I actually would even watch regular season games and I, I know a lot of the players. It's It's different for me now. I think just maybe with age and and, and and you know spending a lot of time covering the Oilers and stuff like that, um, and you know the college is different now. A lot of the good players are one and done, so they don't stay with universities, and you don't see them year after year. Um, but having said that, the Final Four is still a spectacle and exciting. So you know if I have time to watch that, I usually will. Uh, the the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think, is the best round just for that wall-to-wall hockey you can watch almost every evening you know four usually four games a night and unpredictability and upsets and games start at five and go until midnight in this time zone and then i like watching golf (laughs) i i know i hear it all the time i know some people don't like watching golf and if you're out there that's okay but for me, the the Masters, being able to watch the Masters is is a big one as well in April. I mean, the fall has the start of the seasons for hockey and basketball. Football's kind of getting underway uh, if we're talking October. And, yes, the baseball playoffs are a big deal. Um, but I, I think I would be partial to April myself. But, hey, you can really pick whatever month you like. Mm-hmm. Chucky 
text in. I'm not sure if that's the the, the horror doll I think it, from. The, I, I think we have to assume <laughs> it's the doll from Child's Play. <laughs> from that's Child's the Play only back in the safe day. assumption we can make. Yeah, Chucky texts in and says all this talk about Matt Rempe, but one per- player I've been watching all season out of Boston is Danton Heinen. I'm very impressed with his game and wonder, hmm, maybe possibly could be a fit down the road or even this season with the Oilers. Uh. Oh, yeah, I don't know if Boston would trade Heinen. They're having a pretty good season. He's, he's having a pretty good season. He's got 22 points. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Boston and Edmonton would be trade partners. Sister. He's on his second tour with Boston. He was with Anaheim and Pittsburgh in between. I'm still wondering about players like Dowd, like Edmondson from Washington. Uh, certainly Stoff has talked a lot about uh, Carrick and um, uh, Henrique. Um you know, Gensel's name gets thrown around. Buchnevich, we saw the other night. He's a good player for St. Louis. I don't know. Would the Oilers be able to get somebody that significant? I'm not sure. I think that would be a lot more difficult. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind Heinen as a player. He did get up to 47 points one year. Uh, since then, you know, he's kind of been kind of a 20 to 30 point player most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I've got one from an unknown text that says that simply asks Reed has the quest for a one B goaltender basically been extinguished abandoned? and defeated abandoned I guess <laughs> um, that's a good question I, it doesn't seem like it's a priority like it used to be you know they're still playing Skinner a lot I I, I still and I, and I like Pickard and I got a lot of respect for him and he's done some great things this season um. I guess the thing I would throw out then, I think Rob and I have talked about this. Maybe Bob, I can't remember if Bob and I got into a bit one night too. Like, could you somehow get Dowd, Edmondson, and Lindgren out of Washington? Would that be palatable? Um, You know, again, I don't think you're getting a goaltender better than Skinner, but I I think you're looking for security. And maybe the Oilers are just going to say, you know what, Campbell's the security. He's as good as anybody else we're going to trade for. Maybe he's the security. I, I know probably a lot of people hearing that don't believe that, but maybe that's what the Oilers are thinking. Okay, I'll talk to you at 12.30 for the face-off show. Game is at 2 tomorrow for the Oilers at the Kraken. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports, Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Take care.